hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only monk podcast that contains 100% Munkin, zero Funkin. I am your co-host and longtime monk fan, Jake Christie, and I'm joined as always by monk newcomer. Well, you know, he's 11 episodes in now, but Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Uh, Fresh off this penultimate, uh, and it was nothing like a Game of Thrones penultimate episode. No, it was not. Um, Now... Side question for all the uh, millennials in the, that are listening: Am I the one who learned what Peninsula meant because of the uh, series of unfortunate events book, The Penultimate Peril? I want to point out I didn't read those books. My brothers did, but I saw one was called that, and I'm like, "What the hell does Penultimate mean?" It was eleven out of twelve, or no, sorry, twelve out of thirteen. Thirteen makes sense. There are bad things that happened to them. Anyway, which books? Series of unfortunate events, Lemony Snicket. Oh, I never read those. I never read those either. But like I said, I knew the titles of them because I'm um, weird. Um, right. yeah, uh, there's one who's the Grim Grotto, the bad beginning. Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk, we are here to talk about an unfortunate event, though. When yes. Willie Nelson got framed <laughs> for murder. We're talking Mr. That's Monk right. and the Right-Handed Stranger, season one, episode 11. Now, I just want to, we mentioned it in the last one because <laughs> you saw the preview for it. I just want you to talk about your reaction to watching an episode of television where the plot was that Willie Nelson was accused and arrested for murder. Um, okay, well, um, uh, there's two things that stand out to me. One, it's that, like, holy shit, this whole first season, like, it just runs the gamut of just random shit. Uh, so that's great. Uh, secondly, it's, it's interesting because I'm sure you, well, I don't know what your experience with Willie Nelson is. I know he's a country singer. Obviously, I'm a little older than you. But really, the only thing that I can recall him in is like in Half Baked, in like the montage of all the different potheads. Um, so what's what's your thing with him? I like, mean, I don't have a ton of re- uh, my brothers and my dad got into country music relatively recently, but not really old school country stuff. I mean, I just know his, you know, his hits, uh, like you know, you are always on my mind, like that one, um, uh-huh. and just being a weed smoker, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that he is kind of just like one of those guys uh, who is um, famous as a name and an icon uh, more so than I mean, obviously, we're me us talking about as if no one know like listens to Willie Nelson is why Trump won. Like, obviously, there are millions of Willie Nelson fans who just you know they might not be able to find the podcast app on their phone, but. Um, I think that it is a very interesting choice to pick him. Now, I saw in the IMDb trivia that the episode was originally written for Ringo Starr, but they decided that someone getting shot in an alley was too similar to John Lennon, which... Ooh. Good call. Yeah, Good call. no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's actually... Wow. Also, okay. also, the scenes, Monk saying to Ringo Starr, I'm one of your biggest fans, my wife loved you, is like, was Trudy humming along to the No-No song all the time? Dude, I know. The same thought occurred to me, like, really? Monk's a huge... Fan Monk and Trudy are huge fans of Willie Nelson. Just it doesn't add up. I know. I think that. I think that tracks for me. Just because Monk, the stuff he likes is weird and eclectic, and he definitely seems like someone who like older music. Um, and I don't know. I I guess it just. I guess if you accept Trudy like them, I mean liked him, then you have to like accept like oh Monk obviously loves Willie Nelson too because Trudy loved him right and. Yeah. I think that that's what you're supposed to get from it. But I'm just honestly impressed that Willie Nelson... Like, for most TV shows where they have, like, a cameo with someone playing themselves, 
William Nelson is in this episode a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. He is. He, he's there's and... he's the whole cold open, he's not even with the main characters. He's just playing himself in a Willie Nelson situation. Yeah, that and then like there's like two little musical performances. Like there is a ton of Willie Nelson. So if you weren't a fan of his before, you are more inclined to be so after. I mean, it's great honestly in terms of a person playing themselves, great stuff. Like obviously not gonna win any awards, but like Definitely good enough, I think. You can't hear me? Okay, give me a second. Uh, that's on you, because mine is it's reading. It's, okay, it's, I can hear you now. I can okay, hear you now. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, oh, say so my internet connection's unstable. That's probably why. Anyway. Okay. Um, I'll keep going. Um, he's not won any awards, but in terms of people playing themselves, I think Willie Nelson is, like, decent. Like, his acting doesn't take me out of the episode, which is, like, really all you're asking for. Yeah, and he also manages uh, manages to sneak in a few marijuana uh, references. Yep, you smell. Uh, do you smell that? Nope. Great stuff. And he, nope, and neither do you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why his whole the whole marijuana stuff, and just his whole ethos is why. I remember he played at a uh, fundraiser for Better O'Rourke, and a bunch of people were like, "What the hell?" And it's like, Willie Nelson's whole identity is smoking weed and not liking the cops. Like, why on earth would you think he's a Republican? Right. No. It, uh, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Anyway, let's go through the episode. Starts off, Willie Nelson rehearsing in a stadium, which, like, great production that they actually got, like, an actual stadium. Like, not stadium, but, like, an actual outdoor concert venue. Like, it's a big place. Um, I thought it was, like, I thought I was watching, like, A Star is Born, man, honestly. Uh, I did think of that as well. Um, they obviously made just a rehearsal scene because they didn't have the money to get him to run on stage during Coachella. Um, right. Which is how they did it on Stars Born, which I think is very funny. Um, but uh, actually, I don't know if it was, it was some music festival they had them run on. And that's why if you actually look at the crowd, not many people stage, are cheering because they don't like, what coach, the hell's huh? going on? Oh, Stagecoach. That's what it was. Um, the only, I actually only know Stagecoach because it's a big thing that I think people in like Bachelor Nation hook up there a lot. Anyway, um, don't ask. I don't know. I'm, my, uh, mind yeah, is, no, we'll, my mind is let's, broken. Let's move on. Truly, let's move on. truly and completely broken. Um, so, uh, he confronts his tour manager, Sonny Cross, um, that he basically, like, there's $400,000 missing, Willie's like, are you ripping me off? Sonny's like, no. Sounds like he's getting double-crossed. Yeah. (laughs) Those are snaps, guys, because clapping sounds really bad on a microphone. Um, so, uh, we end up going to the radio station where he's going to be doing an interview the next day. Um, there's a sign on the door that says, uh, uh, J cross, go into the alley or whatever, uh, go to like use the side door. And then, um, there's a, you hear a shooting, Willie Nelson is found over the body and there's a blind lady screaming, help, help. Theme song. Yep. And then, yeah, you know what? And of course they have to make it out to seem like. You know, you find out about this information, and that's why Willie Nelson has a motive to kill him, right? Uh huh. So, my guy Slick Willie, I'm just uh, Slick Willie. I, yep. I was scared for a second. I mean, I'm just to say this: if a famous person, like a music star, really wants to show their ballsiness, play yourself on an episode and be guilty. That's true. <laughs> Dude, that would have been actually really like refreshing. That would be honestly, dude. That would be so awesome if they someone played themselves and they were. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, yeah, I gotta write that anyway. Um, 
Then we get to the crime scene, and, you know, something you want wanted more of happens. You get little Disher in charge by himself. You like seeing that? Yeah, no, I did I did love that. Um, I didn't love the right before that, where Sharona is, of course, uh, discussing another man she's dating. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and it, the, to this to the credit of this episode, they actually brought him back in a really funny way. So, I actually... Looking back on it, I'm not as annoyed by it. Yeah, this one's good because it is the payoff's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, more Disher running it, but he is like shook, man. This guy, he's. I wrote it down. I'm like, this guy's a lieutenant, and he's like, can barely figure out like due process yes. or like. Now, in fairness, he Willie Nelson is the prime suspect. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a fan of Willie Nelson. I know, he, like, but he's, I, I guess the thing is that like, if you a famous person is a suspect, you got to be super thorough. Um, For sure. Uh, most people don't know, like, like if O.J. Simpson was nobody, Mark Furman wouldn't be a famous person. Um, Correct. And a Fox News contributor. Funny. Um, so, uh... Why, why is Disher there alone, though? Uh, oh, because Stoudemire got in a motorcycle accident. Uh, another thing, I was like, damn, are we really not gonna see Stott? And, uh, I'm glad to say that he yeah, comes back. It does. I mean, he does, excuse me. Um, they basically, you know... Look over the scene. Monk's like, I don't think that it was Willie Nelson because if he, they were arguing, uh, the jacket wouldn't be perfectly hit. He basically, they, he could tell by the way the bullet hole was in the jacket that uh, Sonny Cross, his arms were by his side. Um, also, why would... Uh, actually, we learn that later. So, Monk then meets Willie Nelson and he fan, fanboys out, um, which is awkward but also fun to see. Uh, but a key yeah. detail is that... Uh, Monk learns that Willie Nelson forgot what Sonny Cross's real name was, which was like Jason or James or whatever, right? Right, meaning he didn't write the sign. Exactly. Now, my big red flag here is handwriting analysis exists in 2002. I know that for a fact it exists in Zodiac. So, clearly, they should have been able to tell that that wasn't Willie Nelson's handwriting. Man, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. Look at you. Yeah, I mean, as I just established before, all my knowledge about policing, in, bef- like before the modern age, is from Zodiac, and Phil Baker Hall is plays the handwriting guy. So, big fan of his. By the way, he's also in an episode of Monk, one of the best character actors to live. Anyway, um, so he basically Monk is you know fanboyed out by um, Willie Nelson and tells him that Trudy was a big fan, uh, and so that's basically the end of that meeting, and. They then interview uh, Wendy Mass, who is the blind lady who uh, was in the alley. Sh- yeah, and who Sharona also mentions that she's seen before. I'm just like, oh, God, here we go again. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that's what it's left to because, like, I don't need Sharona yeah. to know everyone. He, yeah, they interview the blind lady, and um, the Monk has to sharpen some pencils. I think this episode has a bunch of bad Monk, like, stuff with, like, his phobias and compulsions i think that is kind of annoying there's one coming my, i'll say this my least favorite scene in monk probably or maybe second least favorite scene is in this episode um i think uh, i know which one yeah of course it's it's a really shitty scene i honestly i skipped through it on amazon when i was watching i can't watch it it's so bad um but anyway uh Stoddmer comes in and the key detail of this whole episode is in the scene and obviously you guys just watch this episode uh or you remember it at least now did you notice in the moment the key piece of evidence for this whole episode? No, I didn't. But I was suspicious of the person. 
previously. Yes, you were suspicious of the blind lady. That I mean, I think that that's fair. But the key detail, if you don't remember, if you're you know just listening to this back, but you already watched it, but you didn't just watch it now, is that uh, Stabner comes in with a sling on his right hand, and he extends his left hand to shake uh, Wendy Mass's hand, and she without like missing a beat shakes his hand with her left hand which of course means that she can see he's in a sling and is not blind that is in my opinion like that is a perfect example of a clue being completely okay. noticeable like the audience can see it too but not hidden being so off exactly it's hidden in plain sight and that's like that's great writing well done uh well done writers um now i do love also in the scene that stop my eating donuts um. <laughs> uh, I mean, the I I didn't take him for a glazed donut guy. He always seemed like to me like a like a maple bar kind of dude. Mm, maple bars are good. I'm a glazed donut guy personally. I mean, I'm really any type I, of donut. Well, any, so any type of yeast donut. I think that cake donuts. I don't understand. Uh, I hate them. I just don't understand the, what the point is. Like, not that they're terrible, but it's like if you're gonna use that type of pastry. Just do make something else. Make any other type of pastry. I don't need a doesn't don't call it a donut. Um, but anyway, she says Wendy Mace 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 Wendy Mass says that the person who shot Sonny Cross said, "If you tell anyone, I'll kill you." And they do a voice lineup. And how does it go for our friend Willie? Dead, he's guilty. Dead to rights. She got him. Like, not even a hesitation. And, like, but the thing is, uh, oh, in, like, those kind of lineups, don't you try to line up them, line people up so that they're, like, similar sounding to the person? Because his stands out so much more than the other two people they get to. I'm not sure how voice lineups work. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Because I, 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 think, I think in short notice, it would be hard... Like, what, what are they supposed to do? Because I think a lot of times the people in the lineup are police officers, right? And uh, Okay. Is that, I think so. is that a case? I okay. think so, because I've seen it in other shows. Um, and so what are they going to do? Like, go through the pre- precinct and be like, hey, can you talk a little bit? I need to see if you sound like Will and Nelson. Like, how would you, you know what I mean? Like, Andre, if you, if someone said to you, like, hey, I need you to get together four people who sound like Jake Christie, like, would it be an easy thing for you to do? Mm, yeah actually it would be well i don't i i shouldn't have why did i dude come on yeah obviously it's an old uh i remember it was thing i was taught in mock trial don't ask a question on cross-examination you don't know the answer to big mistake here anyway um so yeah she identifies him and then uh we cut to a press conference where Leland's my thing oh, my thing also like a side thing like would, sure. wouldn't like she know his voice like if she's supposed to yeah, i mean she okay. exactly yeah, that is a problem. Okay. Cause they cause they ask, like, are you a country western fan? And she says, I like classical, which is the thing no one says, because no person what likes classical music right now. Um Right. I apologize if you do, but like I just assume that you're a super villain and I'm not gonna take that back. Um but yeah, so they do a press <laughs> conference, um, where they just kinda talk about Willie Nelson. They don't have they don't have any suspects, like they, they haven't made any arrests, yada yada yada. But that's not why the scene's important, because there's a streaker. Um have you ever seen someone streaking in person? Because I have not. I have never done. No, actually, I haven't. One of my strongest stances is that I think that there is nothing lamer in Western civilization than the policy to cut away from streakers during sporting events. Is like, like we don't want to see it. Like, come on. Like, I, okay. 
stipulating for the fact the moment that you don't want to get close enough where you actually can see the guy's you know genitals but like it is so fun to watch when you actually see like the cell phone footage or do you remember a couple years ago when kevin harlan was doing like a monday night football game on espn radio and it was like a blowout and he narrated the streaker like a football game it was like he's getting to the 30 he's getting to the 40 this man is insane he's to the 20 the 10 he looks drunk no, I didn't see that. Was he like, uh, was it pixelated? No, no, no. It was phone? on the radio. It was on the radio. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, no, I don't remember that Great at all. Great stuff. Shouts to Kevin Harlan. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, Monk ends up getting called by Willie Nelson to basically help, in, like, you know, investigate on his behalf, right? Because he knows that he's a fan. And so uh, Monk ends up getting on Willie Nelson's tour bus. Side note, did you know that Willie Nelson was called the Red-Headed Stranger before this episode? Because I did not. No, not at all, not at all. And not only that, I don't, he doesn't even look like he had red hair. I think, okay, he actually he, he actually does kind of in that there's a certain way that, because he clearly has hair like dyed blondish, but I don't know how, but I, there's just a kind of way that, I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but you can, I always feel like you can tell someone who has like white or gray hair who used to have red hair. I don't know. It just... You can kind of tell, um, and I definitely can. Um, I remember that we used to have an old neighbor back in the day named Red, who was his nickname, and he had white hair, but like you could kind of tell like, oh, he was red back in the day. Anyway. Um, so that's when they make the joke, because they like, walk onto mm-hmm. the tour bus, and uh, was it Sharona? I think it was Sharona that's like, oh, it smells interesting. No, Monk says that. Monk says that. Oh, Monk says it, yeah. Like, he wouldn't know what fucking weed smells like mm-hmm. as a cop. But, mm-hmm. and then that's when he says, uh, nope, I didn't smell anything and neither did you. Mm-hmm. I had to say it again. It was so good. It's a great line. Um, and so, yeah, then he, Monk gets a uh, record signed for Trudy, which is a nice moment. And then they end up going to, you know, Willie hanging out with the rest of his, like, his roadies and his bandmates in the playing cards. Monk uh, helps Willie win, uh, not get, not lose a hand because the guy is an idiot who he's playing against and starts humming a song about deuces when he clearly right. when he has tutus um it's not quite the scene in the dean's office in rounders but uh it's pretty close yeah i've never seen rounders so great movie um so yeah monk uh you know is hanging out with willie and monk ends up getting to play a clarinet for willie and it's a nice moment because i guess monk knows how to play the clarinet and willie invites him what of course. Yeah, Willie invites him to play George on my mind when Willie plays at a radio station the next day. Um, so as you might imagine, Monk can't stop practicing the clarinet. Yeah. And at this point, oh yeah, so so they go. Yeah, did you say they go to the police? Uh, not police? yet. No, I was going to talk about the scene where Benji is, uh, you know, not doing his math homework. Yada yada yada. He wants to. Interview, oh yeah, yeah. He wants to interview Wendy Mass. Because he needs to do something about someone, uh, write something about a woman who's disabled. I mean, about someone who's disabled. No, Benji's 11, and he says, Did you really meet a blind woman today? Yeah, like he's. You're 11. Like they're so rare. And also, like, how convenient this guy has to do a report on a disabled person when. Yeah, whatever. Let's move on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah, that's, it's, you know, some movie magic, but it's also like, come on. Um, yeah, Monk's practicing, it's annoying. But they end up going to the police station and they see surveillance camera footage. That shows that no one entered the alley other than Wendy Mass, Sonny Cross, and Willie Nelson. 
And obviously, obviously, a blind woman couldn't have shot him. So that means well, only one thing. It was the red-headed stranger. Slick Willie. Now, yeah. I, yeah go ahead. And it, it was like, it was pretty funny. Because, um, <laughs> like, obviously, Monk uh, is a super fanboy of Willie Nelson, as we all know. Um, and Stottlemyre, at this point, believes that, that Willie Nelson is a guilty one. So I like that Stottlemyre makes that, like... Yeah, you guys are going to be performing together, like, live from Folsom Prison, which is, yeah, that like... Is a good, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. Yeah. Um, my thought here was, they should, like, in actual real life, they definitely would have arrested Willie right here. Like, I don't... I mean, oh, yeah. Will, like, it's... I mean, I really don't blame them for getting this one wrong, because if someone, you know, their medical records say they're blind, and they appear blind, you should assume they're blind, generally speaking. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and so, they don't end up arresting Willie. Hold no 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 hold on. We no. can't let them off the hook. That you, if there's only two people that go in that alley, you better do your research That's on true. both of them. Yes, yeah, true. Because there is a, another gaping plot hole this episode, and I'll just say it right now is that even though computer technology wasn't what it is now in 2002, this isn't the 1940s where like crimes that you committed in other towns were just like something no one figured out about. There is a zero percent chance that someone wouldn't have found out that Sonny Cross had killed a family. Well, two people and blinded someone in a car accident, and that the per- one of the victims was this woman. There was Wendy Mass. There's I mean, no way. Like that is that actually that's too much. I think that that is a like that's a really big problem with the episode because, like I said, it's that's that, true. That is such a detail that comes from procedurals in like the '60s, but like that just doesn't in in this day and age you can't do that. That has to be you have to kind of re- you couldn't possibly not know that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Yes. So, uh, anyway, they end up going to the grocery store with Wendy Mass, basically just to talk to her a little bit. Well, Sharona wants to ask her to t- sit down for an interview with Benji, and Monk obviously wants to know more about the case. Um, but we learn... Because Monk suspects her. Yes, Monk does suspect her. And we learn that she had a little slip and fall in the grocery store the year before. Uh, and, yeah, and, like, I love that the cashier is just, like, the nosiest person ever had to bring that up. Like, why? Why? Um, at the same time, so she fell because, I mean, how did she fall again? There was water on the ground in the produce section. Okay, yeah. So, are we saying this right now? Like, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Happened? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so she had been blind ever since that fatal accident for her parents, and so apparently when she hit her head and had a concussion or whatever, um, she regained eyesight in her left eye, I want to say. So yes. she had basically, ever since a year ago, kept the charade of her being completely blind. Yes. Yeah. It's like John Locke in Lost with a wheelchair, but instead of uh, eyesight. Wait, what? Doesn't? I, I, didn't, I haven't seen Lost. Money here is something funny? Neither have I. You motherfucker. <laughs> I just don't. Re- I assumed you had, so I'm like, I'm gonna really just, you know, get. I, I've seen four episodes and I stopped. I sorry, I don't remember. I forget how I know that, but it's like, I'm like, oh, this is definitely a show Andres watched. I'm gonna definitely, you know, just be like, he's gonna get it. Anyway. Damn. Um. So yeah, that happens, and then they recreate the scene in the uh, the alleyway, um, which has a detail I love when Sean asks why Mai was the victim and. Monk says the victim always ends up on the ground, and you know I'm me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And then uh, he starts shooting her with darts guns, with mm-hmm. a dart gun, and mm-hmm. she's acting like they're actual bullets. Like, all right, relax, Rona. Yeah. 
those dark guns aren't going to do anything. Sharona likes to do the most a lot. Um, but anyway, they, they need to find some more out about Sunny Cross, so they go to a record store. Um, Which, okay, like, why would that be the first place you go to? Like, that's... Yeah. Def, honestly, if them going to a record store feels like something that, like, the most pretentious music fan you know would be like, you want to learn about real music? You go to a record store. Talk to a record store clerk. They'll tell you everything you need to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway... They, he has, Monk has an interaction with this record store guy. They have, like, an, an organizational bit. It, honestly, it's, I don't even want to explain it because it's complicated, but it's funny, you know. But the thing they learn is they learn about the DUI and the vehicular manslaughter charge that uh, Sonny Cross had um, Yeah, and, Florida. like, a little bit more background, and uh, yeah, in Tampa, Florida, and a little more background on, um, like, how he has been fired by many bands before, yes. you know. Making him seem like an asshole. By the way, that I do want to say this was. I'm very glad that this episode had not just Florida representation, but West Florida, Gulf Coast representation. Shouts to the Gulf Coast, the Sun Coast. Shouts out to all my people and you know the 941, which is not Tampa. I forget what the Tampa area code is, but shouts to everyone up and down Tamiami Trail, baby. Shouts out to I-75. Anyway, um, so I got that yeah. out of my system. I got that out of my system. I had to. <laughs> all um, right. Um, but yeah, it was great showing, uh, one person, actually both characters who were either from or involved in Tampa were murderers. So, um, accurate. Yeah. I mean, how, don't be, (laughs) there are plenty of people from Tampa who are murderers. One, Sarah Paulson. Two. Okay. That's the end of the list. Okay. Um, Uh. I'm trying to be a fan still from Tampa and honestly, there are not that many famous people from Tampa. Uh, doesn't really produce people who leave. Um, anyway. I can't think of one. I I'm, honestly I kind of I have a weird encyclopedic knowledge of where people are from. In the same way, I have a weird encyclopedic knowledge about everything. Um, that's where I pulled the Sarah Paulson thing out of my ass. Marie Space, Marie Space, the basketball player is from St. Petersburg, but that's not here or there. Um, can you name someone? Can you name someone from Pembroke Pines? Pembroke Pines. Um, is Lamar Jackson from Pembroke Pines, or he's from Pompano Beach? He's from Pompano. Uh, who's from Pembroke? Give me. Are you thinking of someone? I know I've seen it somewhere. I just figured. I off the top of my head, I can't. But I it's it's. I mean, it's in the general Miami area. Anyway, um, so Disher comes to Stonemeyer with results showing that there was blood droplets on Willie Nelson's jacket, which really shouldn't mean anything because you know, it's uh he he was found by the body. Yeah. Like that's why. Yeah. Um, but Disher says there's a 40% chance that there's blood splatter on him, which feels too low to even be worth mentioning. But they end up adding up all the percentages of things they know. That it's 40% that, uh, the, the blood splatter, 40%, or like 48%, the surveillance tape, 15% the eyewitness, and 15% motive or whatever. And Disher's like, that's like 123%. Yeah, so that's the, they got their man. That's yeah. it. All right, now we can talk about my least favorite scene in Monk. Or se- I think second least favorite. There's a scene I like less in Monk. Um, in like the season five, but so Monk is playing with Willie Nelson's band, and the like technician or something like that is like, "Don't put the clarinet too close to the microphone." And to demonstrate it, he puts the clarinet in his mouth, right? And like for no fucking reason. Yeah. No, I. Well, we know the reason. Because it's TV, baby. Yeah, I know. But and this scene goes on way too long. Honestly, it's actually like there's some monk scenes and a problem. A problem monk has regularly. It's towards the end more so. Where like actually not really. I think like season six and seven. It's pretty bad. Where 
these moments are funny when they're short. When they're like two minutes long, it's like this is actually just uncomfortable and I don't want to be watching this anymore. I don't know how you felt, but... No, I felt absolutely the same way. The only part where it was like fine for me was when he starts whistling it. Yeah, that should happen way earlier. Um, Another thing that kind of just makes it stupid is that the fact that what is happening to Monk was unreasonable makes it harder to keep going. Because like, that was really dumb and like that was bad. Like no one would want that. (laughs) Like that's weird. Why would the guy put his mouth on those clarinet? Yeah, no, it's especially insensitive to uh, yes. to him and to everybody going yeah. through what it, we're going through right now. Well, yeah, just, I mean, it, 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 it yeah. resonates extra hard. Exactly, but it's just like I, I don't know. It's bizarre. In any event, this radio recording ends with Willie Nelson getting arrested for murder. Um, oh, but we also missed we also missed like uh, another Canada alert. The radio DJ, oh, super Canadian. Re- correct. I completely forgot about that. Good call. I'm just going to point it out, even if there's not a lot to say about it, just because... No, it's definitely a good to bit to have on the podcast. Uh, then there's a second press conference. Once again, not that important, except the streaker's back. Um, but this time, Stottmeyer's like, let's arrest this guy. So they end up chasing him down and arresting him in a scene that feels like superfluous until you obviously it comes back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, why are we focusing on this? But I knew that something was coming. Just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the interview with Wendy Ma- Wendy Mass. I keep on calling Wendy Mays. Um, Wendy Mass, who uh, is you know talking to Benji, and um, you know my, this is where Monk learns that she's from Tampa. What I see you smiling. What what is it? No, we forgot. I mean, so uh, like when because Disher like takes off after him, right, right, like mm-hmm. on foot, and so he's calling it in at the same time, and so they're asking for a description. And all he can muster out is that they're wearing that he's wearing gray shoes, and they're asking like, "What else?" And he says, "Well, I can tell you right now, he's not Jewish." And uh, that made me laugh. That's all I have to say. It's a good joke. I forgot about that. I forgot to write a note about that. But anyway, yeah, Monk figures and then, out. And then when he busts him, when he busts him, he's got he says, "Streaker in custody." Bam. Good NC. stuff. So yeah, Monk figures out uh, Wendy is from uh, Tampa, and that's really the I think the, the most important thing that Monk asks. Um, Benji has some good information about being blind, like the thing about where she has different shaped buttons on her clothes to tell what color they are. Smart. Right. Good stuff. Um, but Monk then has the epiphany when she is going out for handshakes. <laughs> her natural inclination, of course, is to shake with her right hand. So then he goes outside, pretends, like puts his, Benji's backpack around his uh, arm, holds a notepad, and uses his left hand to shake a traffic cop's hand. And when you know what she puts on her left hand too, he got he understands it. So, uh, can you do me a favor? And Andre, tell me what happened. Uh, like the murder? No, uh, what happened when you ate dinner tonight? Yes, the murder. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's open and shut right there, baby. So, <laughs> so... I mean, she knew who he was. She she was getting her revenge yeah. on uh, because uh, what was his name? Uh, Sonny, Sonny Cross. Cross. Sonny Cross is the one that killed her parents and obviously blinded mm-hmm. her. And up until recently, I should add. Uh, and so she goes into. She's waiting in the alley, right? Uh, yes. Because she put yeah, the sign there. In the alley. Yeah, she put the sign there. She waits in the alley for him to show up. Bam! Shoots him once. Bam! Shoots him a second time when he's twenty feet away, so that quote unquote. A blind person couldn't have committed that crime. 
So that happens, and then she starts wiping down the gun, which I don't know. They made it a point to like point out that it was like a really old gun, mm-hmm. but then didn't really do anything with it. So that was, I, I think, cool. just as like a little thing to say that it wasn't a mugging. I don't know, but it's whatever. Okay, I, sure. I actually, I actually don't mind when they have superfluous details like that because then it makes it clear that not every single detail is a clue. Okay, right. Yeah, right like but, if every if yeah. every detail ended up being important, then there would be no surprises. I feel like I feel like yeah, you're right. That's that's true. This is USA, the same BBC. So anyway, so so then Willie Nelson, obviously, when he he I guess he was around the area or by the studio or whatever, uh, pulls up around, and so she didn't expect to see him. So she wipes down the gun and throws it behind the the dumpster. dumpster. Yeah. Yep. That and, is what happened. And, and how do they prove that she's not blind? Um. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's the funny part. Um, <laughs> so you, they cut to like a scene at some point where the streaker guy is bailed out of jail. And and so he calls Wendy Mass to meet him at this park or whatever and basically pays the streaker to, you know, streak across. And as he's doing so, she turns around to look and starts laughing while Monk... Stottlemyre and Sharona, I guess, are watching. And Disher. Maybe Disher. And, and Disher. Disher. While they're watching. And so she obviously knows that she's not blind. And what's the, we know that she's not what's blind. What's the important button to the scene? Uh, the funniest part is that that ends up being the guy that Sharona was, like, planning a date on mm-hmm. or for and all this th- during this whole course of this episode. Mm-hmm. So so it was really uh, – Jason, I think, was yeah. his name or something like that. Justin. But it was hilarious. And then, they, then they finish up with an inter- another interview with uh, Wendy Mass, and she confesses and, you know, it's a somber scene, talks about how she wanted justice and how she doesn't really care for leniency. She only wants one thing. What is that? She wants a window in jail. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Now, I think I noticed... No, I thought it was very sweet. It is sweet. And also, and it also like, Stott was just, like, willing to just, you know, let bygones be bygones. He didn't even want to, like, put I mean, bars, be I, bars. I, I mean, Stott is, you know, uh, he's, he's a good guy. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You know, he's definitely a protagonist of the show. But I think I noticed during this scene is, like, the woman who plays Wendy Mass is very good, and I think that she's yeah. well cast. However... Yeah. Given that Sonny Cross was a band manager at the time of his ac- of the accident, let's say he's at the very youngest, 25, there is no way that the guy who plays Sonny Cross is a single We're the minute. same age. The, 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 he, is at, he looks 10 years younger than Wendy Mass. Yeah, no, absolutely. It really doesn't work that well for that reason. Yeah, she would have had to have lost her Which sight, is like, like why, why did, why did, like, this, Sonny Cross is barely in the episode. They should have just cast an older actor. Yeah. Anyway. Very easily done. Yes. Um, and then the episode ends with, a, I think, a very sweet uh, end moment where they're playing a song at, uh, Willie Nelson and Monk are playing a song at Trudy's Grave. Um, it's very nice. That's, I have nothing to say yeah. about it. And it ends. No no words. No yep. final words. Just you don't ends. need it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, that, you know, definitely a fun episode. I just, I, this is the thing I miss about procedural television is... Like, when you have a serialized show, like, you're never gonna, no one's ever gonna be like, oh man, you catch that Better Call Saul where Willie Nelson randomly shows up for 50 minutes? It's like, that doesn't happen. I just fucking love, he's like, yeah, Willie Nelson is in this one. 
Dude, that's so funny because I'm literally watching right be- like right before we uh, started recording. I just finished watching uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, that's my new show I'm watching. I'm so glad I got that one right because I would have done the lost one. But um, yeah, I know. Nailed it. So yeah, what would you give this episode out of ten? Um, so you know, obviously you pointed out that there's like some pretty glaring holes, like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we wouldn't have this episode of Monk. I also think, I'll be honest with you, the holes are not something I noticed when I'm watching. It's only something that I think about earlier, right? You know, the holes actually really well, yeah, don't no, fit I, that much into my ranking ever. It's just because it doesn't actually matter that much to me. Okay, yeah, well, um, I personally, I, I liked it a lot. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10, mostly because it has a scene I hate, but the rest of it I really like a lot. Um, yeah, it's... It's a lot of fun, um, and once again, William Nelson is in it a lot. Like, that's the thing. He's in it a lot. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's in it more than the cops. He's probably in it as much as Sharona, I want to say. I mean, maybe. Honestly, I mean, probably not, because Monk is always with Sharona. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a lot of fun. Um, and I remember when I first when I first was watching Monk, because like I have mentioned before, the first episode I watched of Monk Live was Mr. Monk and the Paperboy. And that was in season two. And after I saw that, we ended up getting Monk season one on DVD, and I watched all those. And I remember I had no clue what Mr. Monk and the Red-Headed Stranger was about. And I remember I didn't watch it for a while, because I'm like, this sounds, doesn't, I know what psychics are, I know what, you know, uh, carnivals are, but what the hell's a Red-Headed Stranger? Um, sure enough, uh, it was Willie Nelson. Um, fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, also, I'm so glad they picked Willie Nelson, too, because I think that, Monk being a fan of someone you wouldn't expect Monk to be a fan of is a lot more interesting than like if Monk was a fan of like it was a Ringo Starr or um, I saw another one that they considered doing was Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. It's like that just feels like obvious, not obvious, but like dude, it's not surprising. It's like yeah, of course Monk is of that age. Why wouldn't he like the, Be- uh, the Beach Boys? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I kind I don't know. I kind of would have liked a little performance of Octopus's Garden. Sure. I also don't know if Brian Wilson is mentally stable enough to act. So um, I don't know where he is now. He definitely will. Just get John Cusack. It is true. Um, Or Paul Dano. (laughs) Um, I didn't see that movie, but you and might be the only people in the year 2020 to reference the movie Love and Mercy on a podcast. And I'm proud of that. Uh, Did you see that movie? I feel like this movie you would have seen. I've never seen it either. (laughs) Well, I mean, okay, because referencing movies and TV shows that you haven't seen is my thing. So, I mean, that's that's my whole shtick. You've met met your match. I know. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, that was a bizarre... Anyway, um, if anyone was saying, it's a movie where both Paul Dano and uh, John Cusack play Brian Wilson at different points in his life. Anyway, um... So yeah, that is Mr. Monk and the Red-Headed Stranger, and I'm so excited to keep you know going on this journey with you. I realized that I was going to go to the transition to the end without saying where we can follow you. We can be followed on the internet. You can follow us at Strictly Monken on Twitter. Listen to us on all platforms except ones that maybe we're not on yet. I think I'm still working on Google Play. I'll do it. Um, and uh, follow me at the Jake Christie on Twitter. Where can people follow you? At Andre Barrera. Uh, that sounds good. And yes, yeah, sorry, I am very energized. This is my third hour of podcasting I, tonight. I fucking lost you. Um, but I am happy to say that you can join us next week when we cover the season finale of the first season of Monk. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Mr. Monk and the airplane. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm trying to make an airplane noise. <laughs> do it again, do it again, do it again. Join us as we talk about Mr. Monk and the airplane. Let's get monkey.